Hello, America. I'm Robert Reese, and welcome to the CEO Show. We're here today with Lisa Ludolf Perlo. How are you, Lisa? I'm terrific, Robert. How are you? I'm I'm great. Glad to be with you. And and as you know, um, we've interviewed Lisa several times, and Lisa right now is the vice chairman of Royal Caribbean Group, and was CEO of of Celebrity Cruises, ran 20,000 people. And there's so much to talk about, but I want to frame this a little. There are a lot of women listening in. And as you know, I've been a huge proponent that we need to have more women CEOs, entrepreneurs, absolutely, but Fortune 500 CEOs, absolutely. And you are going to hear a great story and you'll get nuggets that what could help you through your career, how you could manage in the most challenging times. So so take it away. Lisa, tell, tell me about who you are as a person and then go into a little bit of your history. Because let's start off with really your personal brand. Because that's sure. you love sure. that personal brand, right? It's I do, yeah. I do. I, I think personal brands are so important. I spent a lot of years building my own personal brand. Um, I find that personal brands are critically important, not only for what you're doing, but maybe whatever you want to do next. Um, tell you a little bit about me. I, um, I have, I'm a girl from a small town in Massachusetts, Gloucester, Massachusetts, small fishing town, Italian and Portuguese mostly. And I'm not Italian or Portuguese. My dad wasn't a fisherman. I don't have any brothers that were fishermen, but. Our town, that's uh, what our town is known for. A couple of famous movies from my hometown. But what I do know is I grew up in an oceanside town and my parents always owned restaurants. And I find it very serendipitous that I ended up in a career in hospitality on the ocean in cruising, which when I was a kid, I never, ever would have dreamed that. So, um, yeah, I live in Florida now. I've been here since 1989. I've been married since 1990 with my husband over 40 years. Family means everything to me. And as you know, Robert, that we've talked about in the past, I started at the very bottom of our organization and worked my way all the way up to the top as CEO of Celebrity. It's so interesting that you talk about you're growing up with the restaurant because you have this book, Making Waves fantastic book everyone definitely go to amazon right now and get it i loved it all these personal stories but it has this story about you as a little girl at the cash register and what you say is i was making change your mom had to give you the milk carton to stand on and you say to this day that's still my purpose my personal brand i'm making change. i'm making change which is why the book's named making waves and captain kate you know, who's also very famous and in this book that you just referenced. Captain Kate is the one who said that once when I was talking about how I started. I was six years old at the time. My mom turned a milk crate upside down because I loved being in the restaurant. I loved working. Um, probably that's where I got my work ethic. And Captain Kate is the one who said you started making change when you were six years old and you're still making change now. And I thought that was a very, I didn't think of it, but she's such a quick wit and uh, she's right. I continue to try to make change anywhere and everywhere I go. Yeah. And, and talking about Captain Kate, there you were. It's, it's March 2020. Yeah. And talk about challenges and how you face them. And you just had this spectacular meeting with her with 
all these women, the first woman captain in the world. You're also yeah. like the first woman CEO, really, I think. Yeah, that I yeah, yeah. In, in, a, in, our, in our company. But, but then all of a sudden, imagine running cruise lines and we have the pandemic where everything's closed. Yeah. Tell me, talk about that day, what happened with, with Captain Kate and everyone, but what you learned from this lesson of facing tremendous adversity, not even to mention then your poor sister Dawn. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's, um, it's deep, right? It's, uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot there, Robert. Um, let me try to start at the beginning. So, Let's talk about the real, uh, the most exciting time of my entire career and a, um, um, a souvenir of that most exciting time of my career is hanging behind me with this purple guitar, uh, that you might see and hopefully your viewers will see. I was, um, as you know, making change, uh, throughout my career. I was the first woman CEO, president and CEO of one of our brands in our company. Uh, first woman in the C-suite. And I knew in 2014 when I was appointed to this role that I needed to bring other women along with me because our industry is woefully short of them. Uh, only 2% of mariners in the world are women. Only 3% of mariners were uh, women at Celebrity. When I left, 33% of the mariners uh, on Celebrity ships were women, which is a huge accomplishment that was not only due to my efforts, but all of the great men that I worked with. Anyway, in March, uh, on March 8th, to be exact, 2020, Celebrity Edge set sail under the command of Captain Kate McHugh, the first and still only American woman to ever be uh, the captain of a mega cruise ship. And 100% of the bridge team were women. It was history making. It was barrier breaking. We were the only brand that could do that. And we are still the only brand that could do that. And in addition to that, every woman leader across the ship was a woman. Um, and they all signed that guitar during that cruise. They were all so proud to be there and gave it to me as a gift. And I will never forget getting on the ship. It was on March 8th and it was, that was a Sunday, I believe. And on Wednesday night, I was standing in the Grand Plaza and we were celebrating the fact that this was um, this historic cruise during International Women's Day week. Uh, all the guests, probably half of the ship of guests were all around in the Grand Plaza looking down. Captain Kate was mixing martinis. Milana, our associate hotel director, was playing that purple guitar to Van Halen and the crowd was wild. It was just the most beautiful time. Um, and I remember standing there thinking how much progress we had made as a brand because we had this beautiful ship, Celebrity Edge, that had transformed our brand, transformed the industry, rave reviews, multi-awards. And then I'm with all these women leaders. We had made so much progress on gender equality. Our guests loved it. Our crew loved it. I loved it. And I remember thinking, if this like were the end of my uh, tenure as CEO of Celebrity, it was a mic drop moment. I could just walk away and be so proud of everything we had accomplished. And then I got off the ship um, on, I'm sorry, that was probably Tuesday night, got off the ship on Wednesday, was back in the office on Thursday, went home for the weekend on Friday, and we shut down that weekend for 15 months due to the pandemic. 
And it's pretty crazy to think that within probably 72 hours, you could go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows and uh, in your career. And that was devastating. I never in my wildest imagination thought that could ever happen. And um, as you know, we were out of business for 15 months, and there's a, certainly a lot to talk about how about how you lead through that. But then, uh, to your point, my sister was diagnosed with uh, stage four terminal cancer the very next month, April of 2020. And um, yeah, so those were two of the most devastating things in my life that happened within 30 days of each other. Yeah, it's. It's incredible. And you have a saying, which is the best in people comes out in the worst of times. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, throughout your career, when you go through challenging times, you know that, um, you know, you know that uh, the best of people will come out during those times. And uh, sometimes the worst in people comes out. But for this particular situation, what was interesting is that as you, I always, during COVID, during those 15 months and during the last year of my sister's life, I woke up every day looking for the silver lining because I have been described as a relentless optimist. And that's exactly what I am. It's a perfect definition. And so I tried to think about all of these terrible things that were happening in my life at the same time. And then were there any good things about that? So one of the good things about that was we were all home for a long time working, which my sister lived with me. And it was I was able to spend the last year of her life with her. And I know a lot of families lost people during that time and couldn't even see their families. And so my um, my blessing was that I was able to spend every single day with my sister during that time. And then I had to think about how to keep uh, 20,000 people inspired, motivated, hopeful, and confident that we were going to come back. So, um, yeah, so that was probably a time that I really had to dig deep for a lot of the things, uh, attributes that hopefully made me a great CEO to um, get through that time and get so many people through that time, whether it was my sister and my family or even the 20,000 people that I worked with at Celebrity. Okay. We're about to take a commercial break, but Lisa, if you could just say, just give one sentence of what is the secret to manage through intense crisis, which you had coming at you from every end? Uh, you have to find your motivation every day and your optimism and ensure that you inspire people every single day, even when you don't feel that way yourself. People are counting on you, and that's what you have to do. Okay, we're about to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk with, with Lisa. One thing we want to know is advice to women, but you really never had a woman manage you, so I want to hear about men's roles as well in that. Back in a few. Hi, this is Robert Reese back on the CEO show. We interview the CEOs who reinvented the fabric of America. We're here today with Lisa Ludolf Perlo, and we're talking about how she is making waves. But so let's talk about this. You went, you worked for 39 years for a company. And yes. I remember when, when I first met you, I was on one ship and I immediately, I think I was with Adam Goldstein, he introduced you and he yeah. said, she is a superstar. You weren't yet a CEO. But when I met you, I said, I could tell you were going to be a CEO. It was just something in you. So 
what advice we we need to balance everything out so we get enough women CEO. We don't want people holding the hand behind the back and only only helping the economy and business with half the population. Right. What you never had a woman CEO. What advice do you have to women and what advice do you have to men on building a better society? Well, to your point, I never had a woman who was a uh, a boss of mine and I never had a woman who was in a situation where decisions were being made uh, at who was going to get certain opportunities that I was selected for. It was always men, whether it was Adam or whether it was Dan Hanrahan, another great man that I uh, worked for who also moved me into different positions that I never thought I sh- I would ever be in. But he obviously saw something in me I didn't see in myself, which is another lesson uh, that I that I talk about in making waves is that, you know, you you need to dream big and you need to broaden your thinking and your aspirations so that you try different things that might get you to a place you never thought you would ever get to. And all of these men helped me do that. And and you said don't plan, like don't you were plan. Getting, yeah. Planning. You said yeah. there's no such thing as balance in life. It's never going to happen. No, that's for sure. And then there's some people. You know, I find that there are the you know careers are made up of two different types of people. Some who have a plan, they know exactly where they are, they know exactly where they're going, and some people like me who never had a plan. And when I finally did have a plan, all I ever wanted to be was the head of sales. And I never made it. I never made it to be the head of sales. So my plan went awry anyway. But what I found is when I didn't have a plan and when I had these advocates who were supporting me and helping me grow and develop in my career, and they were putting me into different roles that I didn't expect, but I left myself open to, I ended up learning and getting enough experience, knowledge, um, it's so important to ascend into these roles. The more experience and the more things you know, the easier it is when you get into these jobs that are not easy. Being the CEO of a brand, it's like going from grade school, school to grad school. You know, you have to, and the more um, knowledge you have and the more experience you have, the better prepared you are for success. And then, of course, our chairman um, and CEO, Richard Fain, was the one who ultimately, with the blessing of the board, appointed me to president and CEO of Celebrity Cruises. So in every single case uh, throughout my career, especially when I really started ascending and going into higher positions, I had male allies and advocates that were helping me do that. And I'm often asked by men about more gender balance in their companies. And one thing I know is you need to be intentional about it. You need to be disciplined about it. You need to be purposeful about it. And you can't just talk about it. You have to do it. And so that's why when I became president and CEO of Celebrity, I wanted to make sure that I focused on the advancement of women in an industry that had so few of them. You mentioned the word purpose. So right now we're at the phase where um, all companies are saying we understand to integrate purpose and profit. And probably this is the fourth phase. The first was 1920s. Um, GM, Alfred Sloan codified the concept of a corporation. 1950s, Drucker codified management. In the 1980s, the third phase, Japanese brought in team and brought in quality. And then the fourth phase was the integration of purpose and profit. But here's the question. What is the fifth phase going to be? You're about purpose. What is going to be after purpose and profit? 
You're a visionary, right? Even though you don't plan, you don't plan. You're totally. I don't visionary. plan. <laughs> I don't plan. Well, you know, we're in kind of a funky t- time right now, right? Where the whole purpose and profit, it's, you know, it's, um, it, it does, uh, have a tendency to come under attack by some. But I think, uh, you know, again, being the relentless optimist that I am, I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be more organic in the future than, um, than a rallying cry. You know, I, I, I hear a lot about it. A lot of people want to talk about it. But what I also see is a disconnect between what people say and what people do. And I think that that is going to change, especially as younger people come into companies, come into different roles. It's just going to be part of the fabric of how we think about doing business and doing it the best way that we can and being as successful as we can and you know, I think what you're going to find is that all of that research that suggests that it's true is going to start manifesting itself in just the way that business is done. And I always feel the best way to know you've made progress is when you can stop talking about it. You know, it's like it's when gender equality, right? It's like it'll be nice when we can stop talking about gender equality because we actually have gender equality. And that 50% of the population is represented, whether it's in government or business, um, because it should be to get a more balanced view of everything, business and the world. And so I, you know, I always say it'll be so wonderful when we're not celebrating International Women's Day because we don't have to. We don't have to shine the light on it. And it will also be really nice when you don't have to shine the light on purpose and profit because it's just all part of the equation. Let's talk about the concept of leadership. If you were to say, here is Lisa's message on what people should do to be a great leader. You talked about challenging times, challenging times, good times. What is essential? Something that you learned that stuck with you that you said, this is the core to leadership. And you can tell yeah. So when I was thinking, you know, the title of the book was um, was not easy to come up with, but easier than the subtitle. And I think if I could sum up, because I, this is what I did uh, as I was thinking about the end and the summary of, of all that I had talked about. You know, what I say uh, is that it says a woman's rise to the to the top using smarts, heart and courage. And if I were to sum up what I think is critically important for any leader is are those three things, smarts, heart and courage. You have to have a level of intelligence. You have to know enough to get into these roles. You have to have accomplished enough to get into these roles. You're not going to get them just because you're a woman or or any anybody. Um, But you also really need to lead with heart. And I think that's something that I learned when I first came into operations in 2005. Leading with heart is a critical component of your success because the discretionary effort you get from people when you lead with heart because they know you really care about them is priceless. So give one example of one time when you had to lead with heart. Well, during COVID, I really had to lead with heart. You know, when we were shut down, I had to lead with a lot of heart. And I had to switch from being a hard driving, results driven, KPI focused 
uh, CEO to a leader with heart because I knew that's what 20,000 people needed at the time. And fortunately, I had built that muscle over time where I knew they needed me to be their inspiration. I knew they were home struggling, trying to take care of their families. I needed to instill confidence in them. I needed to remain visible. I needed to be transparent with them. And that I would probably say was the time that I had to lead with my heart the most every day. It's all I led with because that's all there was there. We weren't doing business. Uh, there was no business to manage. There was only there were only people and what the emotions they were going through at the time. And there you have it, Lisa. What a pleasure it is having you again on the CEO show. It's always a pleasure to be talking to you, Robert Reese. Uh, my thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, and you know, everyone, I'm I'm telling you, and I, you know, I don't do book reviews, but. Get Making Waves, whoever you are, because it just teaches you about all these challenges of leading with heart, really. That's what it's yeah. about. Yeah. No, there was a lot of that in the book, for sure. Thank you so much, Robert. I truly appreciate it, my friend. <laughs>